How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 1057 The Fan. Severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Inside access to the castle with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Brought to you by LifeMed Institute. When we get sick, it sucks. Get the fuel you need at LifeMed Institute with vitamin booster shots. Call 410-575-1200 or go to LifeMedInstitute.com and boost your defense. Ah, so uh, the show within the show. Uh, Ravens getting ready to take on Buffalo. They'll start practice tomorrow. We'll get an idea on some things, including something we'll talk about next segment. But let's take a look back. And they've played three football games. They've got three guys they've recently drafted in the thir- in the first round on their defense. And that's linebacker Patrick Queen, uh, defensive end, I guess, outside, outside linebacker, linebacker. Uh, Owe, and safety Kyle Hamilton. If I had to give you confidence, if you had to make a confidence poll ranking, how would you rank these guys <laughs> one to three? Confidence in their ability for this week, for this season, for long-term. to be impactful. How about long term? If I'm buying stock in them, who am I buying stock in? Long-term? One, two, three. You have to. You have to well, stack them. I, wow. I'll, do, I'll do mine right now. Yeah, if you go want. ahead because yeah. I need a moment. Uh, I'm going to go away one. Hamilton two, Queen three. Oh, wait, one, Hamilton two. Queen three. is definitely three, mainly because he's the oldest. We we know the most about Patrick Queen yeah. being in his third year and starting with him. He talked all offseason about wanting to be a three down linebacker, which quite frankly he has, not an effective one, but he has been <laughs> By a three default, down linebacker. For now. But consistency, and that's where he's missed the mark, and he's missed the mark going on year three now. And Ken and I, you thought that he had a good week one. I, will stand, I thought he did. I will stand by that, but he's still been very poor in coverage. Uh, you think he had a good week one because you're viewing it through the prism of what he had been. But if you go back and view it, if you go back and game. view it from the prism of someone who's going to play 100% of the snaps at that I, at that position. I, I thought I he had a good he had week a good one because I thought he played well week one, okay. but he hasn't thought, played well since. I thought he had a good game. Nine tackles, three quarterback hits. He had half a sack. He had some very nice open field tackles from checkdowns from Joe Flacco. I thought he had a good week one. 
But he hasn't been able to duplicate that since. And in coverage, he's struggled mightily again, giving up 70% of passes going his way. 109 yards of yak. This courtesy of Pro Football Football Yeah, True Media has him at 207. Which which is selling him short, I guess. But I would probably go, and maybe this is me being optimistic, I'll go Kyle Hamilton, number one for me. Just because maybe I'm wearing the purple shades here. See, this is a tough exercise. (laughs) I hearken back to... you got to rank them, Jason. I go yeah. back to Marlon Humphrey. Gave these numbers out at the beginning of the year, and we've hammered how much playtime is Kyle Hamilton going to have. He's in a deep position group at safety. So I was thinking of recent draft picks, and Humphrey was a 16th overall pick. Just a two-pick difference. Yeah. So I think a fair comparison here. He didn't play at all early on, and they signed Brandon Carr that offseason 2016. Jimmy Smith is in his prime. Yeah, Humphrey... 15% of the snaps week one, then 15%, 32%, 37%, 98% when Jimmy Smith was hurt, mm-hmm. 15 24 56 35 He was playing nothing until the end of the year where he was starting and playing 100% of the snaps. So the hope is that Hamilton can have that trajectory, maybe week 10, week 12. Hopefully that uh, big play Jarring yeah. loose that fumble. Now Nelson Aguilar gives him a little bit of confidence moving forward. And Adafi Owe, you and me, Ken, we had high hopes. I I was thinking still a lot 10, of time, still a lot of time, absolutely. But to have zero quarterback hits is uh, that's concerning, Ken. And yep, he was an impactful player through the first three weeks of the season. He saved that game against the Chiefs, forcing Look. the fumble against Clyde Edwards-Alaire, recovering it. He had three sacks in the first five weeks, nine quarterback hits. He doesn't have any through the first three games, Jason. No. Um, this is going to be the fun one for me. Because the, the, <laughs> I can, I can hear the pain. 118 snaps rushing the passer, no quarterback hits, and just 11 pressures is – Pretty staggering. Um, less is less would be more for him. Less would be more mm. for Queen, and even for Hamilton, less is more right now. When you keep saying that, though, it, it presents a problem because you've only got eleven out there at a time, and these are three you've invested a lot in. I would put. I would go Queen away. Hamilton. I'd put Hamilton one. We obviously have seen the least of him. T-Bone pointed out eloquently how tough the learning curve can be for young DBs. Um, And ideally, you are able to bring him along a little more slowly than not. But the trepidation I have with him, though, is you took him at 14, and if he's not affecting the ball in the air as much as you sold him, sold people on him affecting the ball in the air, then that's really high to take a a jacked-up Toolsy Chuck Clark. If that's what he is. If that's what he is. Um, and that's going to take more time. So I think he has to be first. Oway, what gives me real pause is you could go back and look at the first four games last year, and even though there were wild oscillations and inconsistencies within individual games, week to week to week, he made more of an impact, and they were asking more of him. They were asking more of him in coverage and Wink's, in Wink's scheme. They were kind of trying to unlock him as, well, well, we kind of sold him as the Judon replacement, and maybe he is the Judon replacement. Now it's like... Just get to the quarterback. You've got, yeah, you got run fit responsibilities, but he's not dropping as much as he did. Uh, and he can't get home, and he's not really getting close to getting home, and they're not generating any 
impact on the quarterback unless they bring numbers to do it. Stop me if you've heard that one before. And my bar for him was much lower than you guys. I'm like, maybe he ends up with seven and a half sacks. Maybe it is double digits, like you said. But just let me look at his pressure rates week in, week out. Let me look at how many times he made the quarterback get off the sna- get off the spot. Let me look at him at least being able to beat middling tackles with some regularity. And he's not even getting anywhere close to that bar. And don't let the double team thing fool you. The reason the number of double teams is so high is because he's played 20 more snaps than any other outside yeah. linebacker in the league rushing the passer. The Ravens' defensive numbers are ugly, to say the least, through three games. 32nd in yards, 32nd in passing yards allowed, 31st in yards per play, 31st in first downs allowed, 31st in yak, 27th in yards per rush. And we talk about pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. 10th in blitz percentage, which we probably didn't expect from Mike McDonald. 20. <laughs> got no other. He's got, he's got the same tw- choice Wink does. 20, yeah. 25th in quarterback knockdowns per pass attempt. And this is the big one. Second most missed tackles in football. That's what leads to that terrible yak. Yeah. Are you two with me now? Have you bought into my prom- premise, which I've been selling from season preview? That of these three, if they don't reach a point where two of them are winning football players for you every week, who are helping you win games, not part of the reason you lose games, if they don't rise to the fore at some point, October, November, December at the latest, and look like impactful football players, that even with Lamar playing off the charts, The mar- it's hard to score 38 points every week in this league and win. 36 points. It's difficult. Yeah. 30. Like, something's going to have to improve on that other side of the ball. What was good enough against Mac Jones is not going to be good enough most of the time against people better than Mac Jones. There's no argument that they can't. Look, they need two of those three guys, and that's why I'm easier on a Kyle Hamilton because of the safety sure. depth, but you have no depth at inside linebacker. Patrick Queen, your first round pick, it is make or break year for him. And Adafi Owe, you have no depth at outside linebacker. Your 33-year-old Ju- Justin Houston, who's been doing well through the first two games, he got hurt early. Brandon Copeland had a sack last week. The, yeah, okay. Uh, against the Patriots, but Owe needed to carry in order for them to get pass rush, Ken. No, no, it's... it's the roster construction has been uh, – it, it's almost like – and again, it's early and things can change, but it's one of those chickens through three weeks, the stuff that we talked about all summer about the way this roster was put together. Now we're wondering why is this ro- – like now you're having issues because of the way the roster was put together. And we do have a poll up, and it's brought to you by – Ortho Maryland. Ortho Maryland's here when you need them, offering urgent walk-in care, same-day appointments. Don't wait in the ER or urgent care. Go straight to the experts at Ortho Maryland. Another week where Ravens defense had some issues, this time against the run and pass. This was supposed to be a breakout year for Oway and Queen, his recent first-round picks, playing a ton, but overall results not great. How comfortable are you with this duo Ravens flock this is going to be up until tomorrow. Just give them more time out to an early lead, 65.6%. I'm fed up, 344 Reminder, if you miss any of the segments, go to the Odyssey app. Download the app. It's free. You can, Easy. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, Jason Lock and Ford did it, so anybody can do it. Remember, you can then listen to it in your car if you have either uh, Android Auto yeah, or, or Apple Play. So you can right off your phone, in your car. It's easy. You can catch up on the segments. Uh, 24 hours you can catch up. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts on anything you may have missed. Hey, coming up next, more on the Ravens. They hit the practice field tomorrow. Jason Lock and Four will be there. It's got to be Ronnie Stanley time, doesn't it? Protect the nest. It's hey. protect the nest time. Oh, we will do that next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. Covering everything sports every day. 105.7 The Fan. Ravens beat the Patriots Sunday, 37-26. They're off today. They hit the practice field tomorrow. And, Jason, you're going to be out there, and you're going to be looking for somebody in particular. I am, Kenny, and this is our weekly Protect the Nest segment. It is sponsored and presented, as always, by Baltimore Equitable Insurance. Baltimore Equitable Insurance, offering perpetual homeowners insurance in Maryland and Pennsylvania. Shouldn't you get all your money back and it begs the question, yes, will Ronnie Stanley be back? Will you? Will we see Ronnie Stanley practicing fully? Will we see him do it again on Thursday? And if that happens, then does that mean it's Ronnie Stanley time on Sunday? Obviously, um, protecting Lamar Jackson is fundamental. And their <laughs> the left tackle situation has been yeah, wild disaster. and wooly through just three weeks of the NFL season. And, and so, I mean... I, I the charge will be for this staff, right? Assuming Ronnie Stanley practices okay fully two days in a row, which again is a big if. But I think this is the first week you have to at least consider that as a possibility. Then do they see enough from him and have they seen enough from him, T Bone, over this last month to look at him and say, Well, hmm, is that do we have a better shot of winning with, with Ronnie Stanley, wherever he is, 80%, 85%, whatever they deem it to be, than we do sending Filele out there in a week where there's some film on him now, where teams are preparing for him, where you've got Russo and Basham and Von Miller. Um, is that, you know what I mean? Is Are we tempting fate by putting this young man who was viewed two weeks ago as developmental right tackle back out there to start. Is Ronnie Stanley the better option? And then if Patrick McCarry is maybe, if he's out mm-hmm. this week, but maybe that's a week-to-week thing, can they reach a point where now McCarry's the left guard helping Stanley at left tackle? Because we know the left guard in that scenario is good enough to play some left tackle. And now all of a sudden the left side of the line is a more is more solidified. 
Well, we got to give credit to Greg Roman and Daniel Falele. Yes. After it looked like it was going to be disastrous, him giving up two sacks in two drives, and the team didn't give up any sacks in the second half. And also the offensive line on a whole, they've given up, tied for the least amount of quarterback hits on the season with 10. That being said, this is on Ronnie Stanley, right? And John Harbaugh has made it sound as much. Ronnie is going to play when Ronnie feels like he is ready to play. If he feels like he's ready to play this week, Jason, regardless of what the Ravens, he's going to be out there. Now, how long of a leash would he get? If he was really struggling and Von Miller's running around him like a Yannick Ngakwe or a Max Crosby last year, Monday Night Football yeah. against the Raiders, does he, he get a I, quick I guess look? here's my other question, though. I guess well, I didn't frame it right. If Ronnie Stanley is clear to practice fully and he's mm. practicing fully and the other guy's a developmental right tackle who's not getting the reps he would need in a normal week to prepare for Von Miller, right, then you have to – He's starting. You, like if Ronnie Stanley does that for two days, he has to. Then start. I think right because now you're now you're really asking a lot of yeah 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 you, you have to yeah. The other thing is, and it brings me back. We talked yesterday, or at least I brought up the fact, and and nobody pushed back on it. Like seventy five percent of J.K. Dobbins was better than a hundred percent of Mike Davis or yeah or maybe it was eighty five. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but, but yeah. But, can the same thing be true for Ronnie Stanley? Can 75% of Ronnie Stanley be better than what else they're going to put out Absolutely, there? Absolutely, but what was the percentage of Ronnie Stanley against the Raiders last year? 5%? 40? I don't know. Uh, or is I that mean, just what Ronnie Stanley is on this exactly, twice-repaired yeah. ankle? Exactly, and the reality is you won't know until you put him out there. It could go just as poorly as it did last year, maybe proves that... He could be like J.K. Dobbins, who isn't all the way back, but you're definitely going to take him over a guy like Daniel Falele, who's just getting his first live reps at left tackle in the National Football League, much less college. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the key for me will be the, the, how how they toggle these designations of who's doing what at practice, because if Ronnie Stanley's practicing full, yeah. taking starters reps, then I think once you start doing that, you got to be willing to play him in this game because you can only have one dude practicing with the starting first offensive line at left tackle can, at a time. Can we get door number three? Also, are we are we convinced that Macari's out this week? Is, I don't know. Hey. No, I mean I'm 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 I mean look when you have even a low grade ankle sprain with a man of that size asked yes. to do what he's asked to do. Um, Discretion might be the better part of valor, but that's going to be that's another interesting element to it because is there also a part of them that knows McCarry's better than Falele? So mm. it's like, well, if they're if Ronnie's practicing limited, who gets who's the next man up to get repped up? And but I think it's different with McCarry because even if he gets no reps, if he's healthy enough to play, I think he's still playing yes. over the rookie. We have no idea his health status entering Sunday, and Jason, you'll be out there tomorrow. I'm sure Harbs will be asked about I, I'm it. I'm sure it'll be incredibly Bill, forthcoming. Oh, yes. I'm sure well, he'll hold up a, a medical file I'm for us all to read. with Bill's week happening, he, you might get a little antsy Harbs. Right? Oh, I don't think Pissy we're going to have. It's do not, not going to be a great question, look, Jameson. Great no, question, Jeff. No. I those, think it's Bill's week, and he's going to be serious. But I think... Anytime you see a cart come out, Ken, 
I don't see him coming back Sunday. I, I could be way wrong. I can remember going to an Eagles game where the cart came out for Clyde Simmons and he came back in that game. In the same game. In that same game. <laughs> Lord knows what they shot that man yeah. up with. But yeah, I mean, yeah. they were also playing on a concrete. Yes, Basically, they were. they were playing on concrete. They were. That was they at were the playing vet. football on concrete. It was at the vet, yes. Yeah, yeah horrible surface. So times have changed. Um, but look, them getting a half of more than good enough play out of that kid under those circumstances bodes well for his short and long-term development. Um, but yeah, there it's, there's a lot of layers to this thing and, and this, how they juggle these reps the next two days, not that we'll know the exact ratio, but it'll be fascinating. Does he need to practice talking about Stanley? Does he need to practice all three weeks to start all three days? Yes. Well, Friday's a glorified walk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. If he goes full these next two days, Barring him waking up Friday saying, I, I, my ankle's broken again or my, you know what I mean? I I'm swollen it. up. I can't run. I can't accelerate. Like, if he goes those two days and there's not a major setback, then I would imagine that's go time. Inside access here on the fan. Coming up next, the Orioles getting ready for game two in Boston. Remember, Baltimore baseball tonight, Bob Haney, Bill Ripken at six here on the fan. We hit the hot corner, recap last night and preview tonight's game in Beantown next here on the fan. Inside Access with Jason Cannon. Inside Access to the Orioles. Brooks, Cal, Manny. It's the Hot Corner with Jason Cannon. The Fan. Sponsored by Home Life Roofing and Remodeling. Call Home Life Roofing and Remodeling today for your free estimate and to learn more about their $47.99 roof and gutters offer. Visit homeliferoofing.com or call 410-864-0178. Orioles lineup for tonight's game in Boston. Cedric Mullins leads off in center field. Adley Rochman, the catcher, batting second. Anthony Santander coming off a two-homer game where the Orioles actually win in left field, batting third. Ryan Mountcastle, first base, batting fourth. Gunnar Henderson, the shortstop, batting fifth. Ramon Orias, the third baseman, batting sixth. Rudinette Odor at second, batting seventh. Austin Hayes batting eighth in right field. And Kyle Stowers, the DH, batting ninth. Taron Vavra still got a tight hand. Yeah, hammy issue. Um... Cal Bradish on the bump for his penultimate yeah. start of the year. He's been, a, I mean, I was just say really good. He's been better than really good. He's been, been outstanding good. since coming back from the IL, and obviously the length he's been able to give them, especially the last six times out, has been huge. The bullpen is full bore tonight, at least you would assume so, barring anybody, you know, getting hurt full blown. today. Yes, bullpen should be full-blown. And hopefully this is another outing where Bradish can pitch into the seventh. Um yeah, and I'm excited. Look, Kyle Stowers, just when people are ready to write him off, he gets a little bit of an opportunity. Driving balls the opposite way, the triple off the uh, monster last night. It's a shame Vavre can't play in these games because I'd like to see his left-handed bat with that opposite field approach as well. We, you know, Gunner, um, Michael Walker's a tough out, T-Bone, but we know their bullpen ain't very good over there, and they had to use a lot of them yesterday because of the rain game. So this is one where I think, you know, the O's hopefully grit it out, keep stacking these wins, try to get up to 85-86. And they're only three and a half games out of the wild card That's now, true. Jason. It's still alive. But another the win. The Mariners could be choking dogs. Yeah, yeah. No, another win over the Red Sox would clinch a last place finish for them in the American League East, and that would mark the sixth time they finished last. I want to they say either finished last or first. It's yeah. like yeah, it's they do. feast or famine. <laughs> it's very bizarre with them, but. 
We've been remiss to mention that Kyle Stowers, where he hit it off the green monster with uh, Abraham Almonte, just thinking that he could run down that ball, and he just ran into the wall, and it was probably 20 yeah. feet up. Well, I don't <laughs> but, know yeah, why Abraham Almonte's in center <laughs> field, yeah, yeah, but I, I loved but, <laughs> watching Reef Snyder the rest of the night yeah. just cut anything that was close. It was like yeah. a Little League game. It was yeah. like Bad News Bears. Bad, I was just thinking. With uh, Kelly Leak. Leak, yeah, yeah, just coming from left field yeah. all the way over to right field. It was field, totally right field Kelly Leak. Oh, it was insane, but, but in all seriousness, with Kyle Bradish, you you mentioned his numbers since coming off the IL. 267 ERA, 578 OPS off him, and four out of the last six games, he's pitched seven, seven innings or more? or more. And I brought it up last week when we were at Pickles. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think there's a possibility that Bradish could be their opening day starter without he's finishing the year. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to happen. They're going to bring in a free agent for sure. Or, or trade, trade for Pablo or Lopez or, or Corbin Burns like our, our buddy Jim Bowden but, thinks. But that's how well that he's been pitching and I think it's a credit to him. I, I hate to do the, the play the what might have been game and you could do it with any games over the course of the season but those Saturday Sunday games against Houston if, if you can just finish in those games and you sweep the Astros, and now oh. you're now you're one and a half back instead of three and a half back with nine to play. Now the pressure, now the pressure's starting to get on. Yeah, because I teams. guess Seattle lost three in a row, yeah. so you would have picked the game up yeah. every day. Yeah, you, they were losing to the lowly Royals. Yeah, but over a hundred and sixty-two game season, guys, you can pick. So well, you could go back games. to the Seattle games. Yeah. The two, yeah, they played the four-game series it's, out there, and I, I thought they might win three of those four. It, but just to just Lopey, go back to last Lopey gave it, up one these, of those. These are more magnified yeah. because it's recent. Yeah, they, I'm just saying those last two games, just win those. And you, you I, bet you, series, I, I bet you, I bet you in that clubhouse, yeah, so many. in that clubhouse, though, they're like, we should have had those two Astros games. But that's a tough. I mean, that's a that's a tough. I get it. Out. I get it. But they, you know, they, they have. They really don't have a weakness. No, they're very, very, very good. And, and that shows you how good the Orioles are when they're playing right. And the bats were there last night. It mentioned uh, the, the Orioles are now 1-8 in, in games where Anthony Santander Crazy. hits two homers or more. Or just two because he's never hit three. Yeah, and we were at two of them where they he hit both and he lost. The, the, the Astros game Saturday and then the first game of the, uh, the doubleheader against uh, the, the Toronto to yeah. start that series. Um, yeah, he seemed – he certainly seemed – Relieved by it. Um, speaking of relief, how about Austin Hayes and that bat flip? Yeah, that, that one oh, felt yeah. good to him off oh, into yeah. the Fenway night there. Um, over the monster. And look, Cedric, 16 home runs. I mean, look, does Cedric end up with 18 home runs, pushing 20? Another year where he's stealing over 30 bases. Um, could he end up with 70 RBIs as a leadoff hitter on a team Like, where, let's face it, we felt like they didn't generate enough runs? I'll pose this question to you guys, and I asked Mike Bordick this earlier in the show. Most valuable Oriole is being voted on next week. Who's your guys' pick? I think it's Adley. I was surprised when Bordy said Mateo. Well, Mateo, I mean, I mean, he's had a defensively unbelievable year. But he, dude, he's played. Look at the innings played at shortstop. Look at the range at shortstop. Look at the steals and the power. He would look. I think it's a three or four man race, right? Adley's got to be in there. Santander's got to be in there. Yes. For me, Mateo's got to be in there. Then, if you want to put like Higante, it's hard when you pitch so few a volume of innings. And he wasn't like, the, yeah. he wasn't the closer. He was, but he was still high leverage, yeah. and it was really valuable. You know, if you want Mullins, I think is should be under consideration. But compared to what he did last year, right? Like that's going to kind of skew things. 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would say Adley. Yeah, and Adley, that's when the season turned around, when he got brought up and they had a pretty yeah, terrible record. I'd have to say Adley. played great, but I think Santander is right there. And Adley what, wants Santander, too, for me. Yeah, when yeah, just the improvement that he's made, just from a walk percentage standpoint, has been yes. unbelievable. And then keep bringing up the stat, becoming just the third Oriole all-time switch hitter to hit over 30 home runs, and there's still nine games to go. He hit his 31st last night. And you brought it up in real time, Jason, at that trade deadline. Keep going back to it. Anthony Santander or Austin Hayes? Should they have dealt in Austin Hayes? Who's more uh, part of this team moving forward? And at this point, you got to say Santander. Who, who, who would you have three? Adley one, Santander two. Who'd you have three? Uh, Mullins. I've got Chris Owings. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was a good pick. He was That's solid. A good pick under the radar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably that lasted longer. Than well, he hung to. around much longer God, than he did. Uh, Mullins or Mateo? Uh, that one's tough for me. That's kind of a coin flip between those two. Yeah, um, we'll see if Adley, you know, can get it going a little more there at Fenway. I think he'll like the friendly confines, especially from the left side. I guess worth noting his last seven games, 258, 303, 387 slugging. Last 15 games, he's batting 259. Still getting on base almost 35% of the time. Slugging 414. Not not a slump, but just he wasn't going to maintain that torrid pace where you're looking at 40, 50-game sample size where he's got an OPS yeah. over 900. Like that's, that's not sustainable through the rigors of a 162-game season. But for him to still have an OPS over 800 right now, given how slow the first 20 games were, is just another feather in his cap. Can we discuss the inning Rugnetto Door had last night? Where <laughs> Man. I don't know how, but I'm going to miss him. But I'm also he drives me crazy. Yeah, he he. They've got they've got uh, JD Martinez dead to rights at second base, and for some reason he doesn't tag him. And then there's a uh, ground ball, like sort of in the the second base hole, and he makes a bad running throw, and, and Mountcastle can't scoop it. So instead of having nobody on and two outs, now you've got two runners on and no outs, and it, it makes your job harder. It's the Rugnetto Door experience, and I brought that up yesterday when the other night he he thinks the ball's out of the park and it hits off the. Out of town scoreboard. He only gets a single because he's admiring it too much. And if he would would have been on second base, he would have been the go ahead run in the eighth inning. It's it's maddening at times because he comes up with these clutch moments, and we know how good he is at turning two. But the glove is inconsistent. There, it's just the stuff. It's is, never boring. It's, like Odoring is, is never boring. It is never boring. Never. Ah <laughs> oh, man, he is quite the experience, isn't he? It's like I said, I will I will miss He's him, been, but I won't. Hey, here's the thing. Do you do you like him? So they had uh um last year was Galvis. You gotta like Odor Martin Galvis, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the year before the strike year. You know I love Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop or Odor, who you got? I Miggy mean, Pop was a better player, but it was a uh, smaller yeah. season. Yeah, it was sixty game season. Well, it's, Not it's strike that, year, but COVID and, year. And there's something that you can't quantify on what he means in this clubhouse. And we've said that throughout the season. And I think the vibe and the clutch hits, especially early on in the year, you know. Remember when we had uh, Iglesias on, and then they traded him like a week later. 
They had him on like it was in the off season. Yes. They had him on. <laughs> who yes, who I was remember. the guy that you had booked and the knuckleballer? He was DFA. Mickey Janis. Mickey Janis. Yeah. <laughs> They even sat and they like. I saw that one. Yeah. I took that in from the when we when we had they used to have the really good corporate yeah. seats right behind on plate. Watch that knuckleballer just Jordan Alvarez hit a ball nine thousand four hundred and fifty two feet. We got a we got an email. He's not going to be able to make his interview. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, then, we, then, then, then like the transaction yeah. uh, comes out on a DFA. Yeah. That is not the IA bump. No. Hey, but good for him for getting in the majors, man. Hey, yeah. hey he didn't come on yet, so there's no. That's bump. true. Uh, yeah. yeah. If they would have gotten him on before the outing. Maybe Mickey Janis' story is different. That was when Baltimore was the land of opportunity. Yes. Right? All of those guys. Yes. Hey, we'll come back at the text today and get you ready for Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Bill Ripken, they're in the bullpen. They're getting ready. They're next at 6 here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Inside the warehouse and inside the castle. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Jason, you're going to have uh, one of those half shows tomorrow as you'll be headed to the castle. Get to reacquaint yourself with everybody. Might be less than half a show. Yeah. I might get. I might be. I might, get, yeah. might be a hostage situation. Yeah, I might well, not make yeah. it back. Yeah. Will you survive? Will you be? Will I be? Or I could be back much quicker than yeah, anyone could would be anticipated. Asked to leave. Ow! Wow. Uh, Bill Ripken with the now shot. you're unhinged or yeah. unimpinged. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. No, it's actually been feeling a little better. Oh, it's glad, glad to hear until, that. Until he just hit me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was out of love. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bill. Are you going to ask for pictures of anyone? Maybe pictures. Mr. EDC, get a selfie what with him? What is this, man? Summer camp? This I, ain't Camp Skylamar. I don't know. I don't know. Asking people for pictures. It could be. Camp Skylamar. Hey, of EDC. that's a good place. I think yeah. that'd be cool. It's a special place. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to have free reign of the place. I'm going to be yeah. penned in <laughs> yeah, with the rest of the media. Like They're not just going to let me. I'm not going to be free roaming, just snapping pictures with people. I mean, free roaming like R.O. A M I N apostrophe. Not, oh, not Greg R O M A N. Not G Row. I'm not getting to the vault. I no. know that. You There's no ask. way they're letting me to the vault. Should I should I ask somebody which way yeah, to the vault? Which way to the vault? <laughs> like is the does the elevator go up or down? Yeah, yeah. Which way to down. the vault? The, down, 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 down to the vault. The, yeah. Um no, I want to ask about uh what's going on with them under center, the ability to pass, you know, the, the frequency and the effectiveness of passing from under center and the continual reliance on play action, which is great. Um, Lamar being the best in the league against the blitz now versus having issues with that last year. You know, that's something I want to, I want to ask around a little bit and them. And I mean, again, I don't know how forthcoming they're going to be about any of this, uh, but also what Bobby D was talking about Monday. It looks like they're two tight end sets. They're really three receiver sets because Likely's not blocking, or I should say Likely's not really functioning as a tight end. He's a slot receiver who has blocking responsibilities within what's really an 11 personnel, three wide receiver run game, and not these looks that you would say are abundantly heavy, right? When you're talking about normal 12 or 21 personnel, you're thinking we're getting really nasty, we're getting heavy. No, they're actually getting into that. Using a wide receiver as a joker tight end, like you're going to list him in your analytics, you're going to list him in your personnel groupings as, well, he's a tight end, so that's 12 personnel or that's 22 personnel. It's really not. He's a receiver. You're spreading people out. You're creating lanes. 
And now you've got potentially maybe two Mr. Outsides in Hill and Dobbins. And and again, we tracked this throughout that season when Dobbins burst on the scene and they were doing they were the same plays they would run for Ingram when they ran them for Dobbins. The efficiency in the EPA was way up. And we said the pendulum's going to swing and it swung in a big way. And unfortunately, we haven't seen Dobbins himself 100% full throttle in a regular yeah. season game since. But there's there's some interesting things to probe at there. Let's get the text of the day. Check one, two. Check. Check. Oh, oh. Okay. Just like our very own Kim Wyman, text of the day is driven by Oarsman Chevrolet of Baltimore. Oarsman, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Dundalk, home of the Oarsman Promise Lifetime Vehicle Coverage. Today's text, guys, revolves around the pitching and Orioles MVP, MVO, if Mm -hmm. you will. A lot of young pitchers on the staff, and the big veteran has been Jordan Lyles. I can't believe he hasn't gotten more love for the MVO vote. I did. I almost brought him up. Would you give Lyles uh, any votes? Because he did. He's the veteran on that staff. I know he's got ten wins, eleven. I think he's been a gamer. But no, I don't. I don't think I could call him the most valuable Oreo. Has he been? I mean, has he been their most valuable pitcher, starting pitcher? Yeah, for the boys. I can't make. He's not the most valuable Oreo. I don't think so. But the every fact, five days, I don't think versus so, every day. The fact that there are some other guys in consideration for the top three when we're talking about Mullins and Mateo, maybe on the outside for both of us, I think. It's just another great sign of where this franchise is at, right? Because you're looking at the last three years where you're probably struggling to come up with three names. Now, Mateo's not on my list. Mateo's, no, that, Mateo's like in my top three. I'm, that's my point. Maybe the four. fact that he's on the outside yeah. looking in, Ken, is you're struggling mm-hmm. to find three names in years past. Uh, yeah, uh, they're struggling to you find think two we names. Could, you think we could guess Bill Ripken's list? His most valuable Oriole. Most list. valuable Oriole. I'm picking up visual signs that he has one. That yeah. one has been processed in yeah, his brain. Adley. Adley, Adley one. one. There we go. We're playing He's charades. It out for us. We're playing charades. Yeah. There's two <laughs> charades with Bill Ripken. Uh, number two. Uh, he's he's drinking some coffee. Um, okay. And then you're gonna go to the other side. Uh, Santander. Santander. Okay. No, no, no. Santander's not two. Yeah. Ad- Adley. Uh, over I'm the not wall. sure if this is great radio. No, yeah. it's it's hard if yeah. you can't see him. Uh, Adley no is one Adley can. one. Adley's one. one. Santander is not two. Cedric's two. Cedric's two. Cedric's two. Yeah, Cedric okay. two. Anthony three. Oh, were you doing the lineup when you uh, went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adley batting second when you were doing the charades yeah, yeah. there. He doesn't even remember. Okay, well, he's a little wrap old. it up. He's yeah, ready yeah. to go. Right, he's got right, his own yeah, show to yeah, do. T Bone, what do we have tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, as we mentioned, Jason's oh, yeah, going out I'll be to gone the castle. For a few hours. He's going to be gonna gone go for a couple hours. Do you guys want fried bologna? Do you want me to bring back fried I, bologna? Is that a tradition? No. no, it's something that Stone, stone. I'm going to hide a fried bologna sandwich in that room, something Stone. Something that Stone Poor Stone. I'll, I, we're going to do a six-pack of your oh, six 80s best movies because I'm watching Weird Science tonight, so mm. I'll have a recap there. You'll Tim like Murray, it. Tim Murray, get our best bets with him, Doug Farrar. 
He breaks down the film as well as anyone. We'll go around the NFL with him. And Ray Rice, who joins us every Wednesday at 5. So we are busy. Jason will be back. He'll be here from 2 to 3 and then from 5 to 6. Maybe. And he'll be out at the castle. Maybe. Assuming he doesn't get arrested. How many fried bologna sandwiches do you think I could eat, T-Bone? I think you could eat them. Don't tell the wife. At least three. Yeah. But I can't do that. Coming up next, Baltimore baseball tonight. It's Bob Haney. It's Bill Ripken. And they're next here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.